This is Mr. Impact Wrestling and Joe Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilling, you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. All two are bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here. I'm here with Josh, and we have with us a guy that I've been, I've known for uh, since WrestleMania 25, going back 12 years now. Uh, a little before then, actually, because he was a guest on the Irish Whip before that as well. Uh, but we actually got to meet up down in Houston, and now he's the producer for Reality of Wrestling, and he's done a couple of other small projects uh, in the in the recent history. So uh, that's Kevin Bernhardt, and I hope I spelled your name right, Kevin. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Good job. Cool. Look at you. <laughs> How's it going tonight? Good, man. How you doing? All right. I know you're at the school right now. Yeah. Um, getting ready to teach a class. That's what's the name of the school now? So it's Reality Wrestling. Okay. Yeah. I know it used to be like Booker T's. Was it Pro yeah. Wrestling Academy? Yeah. I still got my picture in front of the uh, in front of the building. Yeah, they used to be Pro Wrestling Academy, and then I think it was like the exercise something or other we did for like six months, and then we just went to Reality Wrestling. That's. I always say, and it's very true. That New England is a huge gateway of people that are gonna break into wrestling and go on, mm-hmm. and there's very few other schools other than the one or two great ones in New England that are on that level. And I think reality of wrestling, uh, I think it's honestly it's you guys, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and this is in no particular order, by the way, and probably Lance Storms Academy, yeah, is like the top three schools. Period. Yeah, I always. Um, uh, if I had a million dollars, I had unlimited money and unlimited funds. What I would do if I was going to become a professional wrestler again, and I had to do it, I would go to Lance Storm School first before I did anything else because I would learn my basics. Because it's a twelve week, I think it's twelve week camp, and everybody nice. out of there can do perfect arm drags, perfect hip tosses, per- you know, everything's perfect. Like all their fundamentals are just phenomenal. And then I would go to a secondary school like a reality wrestling or New England or somewhere that I could uh, then learn to be a character and learn to like put together full matches, things like that. But storm school, I, I, wish, I hope he opens back up now that he's not doing rap or he's not doing WWE right now. Right. Hoping he opens back up because the guys that came out of there were phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, you want an example of somebody that hit those three schools and went on and it's only Lorcan. Yeah. Yeah. Oni was here. You know, uh, he came- Oni. 
profile and, and just did amazing. But he went to the storm. Yeah. And he learned, man, when he got yeah. here, he was already crisp. He started out in in New England. He started out at New England Pro Wrestling Academy. I I knew who he was. I had set up a couple of shows that he was on, but that was about the extent of it. Uh, then he left and went up to Canada for Lance Storm. And then I'm watching Raw one day, and there he is, and he's next to, I don't think you were there, but Robbie Gilmore was there doing security. And I texted Robbie. I said, get to know the kid next year and book him. Yeah. And uh, when Oni came back up to New England for the short time, in between Texas and his, you know, his current run with NXT, he came up to me and he was like, so I guess I'm supposed to thank you, huh? I said, you don't owe me nothing, man. I just saw something and I knew I was doing a solid for both of you. So, Yeah, yeah. I was at that uh, same show. Yeah, we were at that one. The, it was, uh, yeah, that's, I think it's the first time I met Oni. Was that? Yeah, that? Good, good kid too. Yeah, he actually was yeah. mad. He came to Reality Wrestling. I'm the one that wrestled him. So, oh, okay. Nice. That's a tag match. And Robbie. So, so, so that was an intergender match, was it? Yeah, right. Like, I went doing the gimmick right then. I kind of came, I came out of it for a minute, and then I went back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was just me and Oni. Like, man, he's so good. Yeah, he was yeah. Solid. How long did we he, talk? We didn't. Cause he got there right as the show was starting. He <laughs> definitely got crisper going up to Lance's, but I think he was a great character in New England before he left. Yeah. And then his work rate and everything just got so much better. You know, moving, and that's what you do. Like you can't. I don't think going to one school is the right thing. I think you got it right. Now, getting bouncing around a little bit, going to different companies, going to different places is just so valuable because you're learning different styles, different things. That's what the right. performance center has too. Is it's got different styles, different people now. Right. So, yeah, they bring in guys. You know, for yeah, they bring Kevin in guys out of those camps. Do you like when you're talking about camps like this and it's always fun when JP, like we bring up academies and there's, there's smaller dojos that start. And it's always fun for me for people to draw out like their tiers of evolution and how people elevate in professional wrestling. Like one of my questions, like just listening to you guys talk. And it's always fun when, when I get to listen to JP, like we, sometimes we just do this. Like we listen to the interviews and they're like, Oh, I want to ask this question. Um, like investment wise, because everybody, it feels like that when we get them on the show, a common theme with the ones that succeed or, or are succeeding or have succeeded to that level is that they always got in an open seat. Uh, if they are offered a ride, no matter if they were booked or not, and they knew that they were going to have to put the ring together, they still went. Texas uh, is huge for that because you guys would jump in cars and go to Arkansas, all over Texas. Like you guys all did that. Yeah, I tried to like, get a carrier to drive up to New England and didn't have bookings for any years, but I knew I could get a dozen bookings for all years. Yeah. So I guess my, and you my, guys I, were willing to do it. I guess my question is, is, uh, is that still relevant today as you experience like pre and post COVID? How, how relevant is that even today as it was 10 years ago? So post COVID has been a little tricky, but, it's uh right before and even right now. I mean, this this weekend, we've got so many of our guys are out on the road, just all over trying to you know because Texas right now does have bookings opening back up and people starting to run shows again, and we've got a lot of students here. And a lot of the ways we do it is kind of when somebody's right there on the crisp being ready or on the cusp being ready, it's hey find you somebody find you know grab one of the guys to bring you in and hey you don't have a booking but you can go and just meet people and you know interact and hopefully there might be something that opens up for you normally there does a lot of times especially smaller shows 
if it's somebody that's a pretty good hand, like if you have a Ryan Davidson or a Gino or a Rex or one of those guys that has a little bit of pull and a little clout and says, hey, this guy's kind of ready, the promoters will say, ah, I think I can find something for him. And they'll kind of just let him on something. Or you might just be setting up a ring, but you're also getting to know people. You're making those contacts, which is so important because this business is all about contacts. One of the best lessons I ever got was doing a uh, Tom Pritchard clinic. And at the clinic, there was probably 40 people there and everybody was going to Tom being like, Hey, here's my stuff. And just like really kissing his ass and, and going. And at the end of it, he was like, none of you guys have talked to each other. And he started looking around. I think Luke Hawks was there and there was another guy there. And he's like, this guy owns a promotion. This guy runs a company. This guy is like one of the head guys at that company. He's like, if y'all would just talk to each other and try and impress each other and not just trying to impress the trainer, y'all could have 30 bookings tonight, you know, this weekend. But you said Luke Hawks. Luke, Luke Hawks is an old, old for me, yeah. an old Texas name. That's like a lash. The same says lash through. I'm like, ooh. Oh, geez. Like when, yeah, when, when somebody brings, because he was on our show over a decade ago. So that's a, another cool name to hear. At it, man. Luke's been at it. He's actually doing so well right now because he's moved from this, you know, side of the world. He's still in wrestling. He's still doing really well, but he's also doing acting and uh, he's doing stunt work. And he was just in like a Jamie Foxx movie. He was in Wolverine. He's doing all these movies. Uh, and he just got a bunch of our guys goes back to that contacts and making contacts with people and making those connections. He got Ryan Davidson and some of the Wildcat guys on that new show Heels, which is coming out with Stephen Amell. It's going to be a TV series on uh, stars and he got a bunch of our guys and he got a bunch of his wildcat guys doing stunt work now and got their sag cards and got all that stuff. And it's, oh, making contacts. it's, you know, so you have to get in those car rides. You've got it. And that's when you make those bonds too. making those that's huge getting the sag cards because if you're not working one weekend, you make a good stunt double. You can make a great stunt double. You got that insurance coming in now. Uh, right. It's a really good thing. So thanks for letting me interrupt. Thanks for letting me interrupt because I know, I know, like I interrupt these conversations because, like, you guys are going to talk about stuff, and then I'm going to see things that I'm going to ask questions about yeah. and dig deeper, especially when I get into WrestleMania 25. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys continue <laughs> your thing, and then I'll get into that here in a minute. That was one of the best weekends of my life. So much fun that whole weekend. Like, I, I forget how long we were down there for, but we stayed with Robbie, and. Oh, you you want a funny story on that that no one probably knows? Let's get into it. Is Robbie, if you remember Robbie's house, like you guys all had to us like very nice houses. Yeah. Uh, because it was all brand new developments and they were very nice houses. JP and lives Robbie, in Southie. JP lives in Southie, <laughs> so anything's nice. Easy there. Easy there, Montana. But we had, um, so Robbie had an extra bedroom with an extra bed. And then he had an extra, like, I, I want to say like an extra living room, like a guest living room with a couch. And me and Joe, who I went down there with, Big Joe, had agreed to um, sort of swap off on the bed. He gets it the first night. My mistake. Mother f- wakes up and was like, oh, you want to sleep in the bed tonight, right? Yep. Oh, well, I slept in it naked last night, so good luck. So guess who got the couch all weekend? Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like it was... Joe was sober. I drank, so it was a lot easier for me to sleep on the couch than him anyway because there was things that were going on that sh- that were just funny. Like we, I think we paid for drive through food with beer at one point. I can see that happen. Um, that being a Texas thing. That, yeah, <laughs> but like there was moments um, 
that were just like insane that I, I didn't ever think I'd be a part of. And that was like you guys let, letting us in and be a part of like the autograph signing and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Had that whole you know, Legends of Wrestling autograph signing. Right. That weekend. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun, that was a good weekend. A lot of good yeah, stuff. That was. Now, you, but you had a character at that point because you, you were in ring talent at that point. Yeah. Yeah. What was the character you had again? Oh, all right. Don't get canceled. Uh, no. <laughs> so, nothing wrong with it. It's no, no. It because you didn't do anything offensive with it, honestly. No, it was, I mean, that was, that was the goal. Like, cause I've always been very, you know, friendly with this stuff and, you know, yeah. uh, so, so pretty much the, the way it came about, I'll kind of just give the quick backstory on it. Um, I was just wrestling as myself. I started when I was 13 years old, uh, 2000, 2001 started wrestling and I was just me. And just going out there, and I'm a, I'm not a big guy or anything by any means. So I'm you know a tall, lanky guy. Bad time I had hair down to like here, and I went to go do my first WWE tryout, and extra work, and did the tryout, did the extra work, and I just got with Booker maybe six months, eight months before that, and we go to do the show. I'm thinking you know like okay, I did pretty well, you know nothing crazy, had my match, and then afterwards Booker comes up to me and says, hey, uh, Triple H came up to me today and he asked if I was one of your students, if I, if I was a student, and, you know, so like, yep, yeah, one of my guys. He's like, I got this idea for him. And then Book just started, had a big smile on his face. And I was like, oh, what is it? And I'm all excited. And then Book's like, I'll tell you later. And he's like, I'll tell you at the school later. So I wait like three weeks. It keeps going. He keeps saying like, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. It's going to be really good. You're going to love it. And so I'm getting all pumped up, all excited. And then, and I also come from like a very macho, like I was surfing. And then it was like martial arts since I was in kindergarten. I was black, you know, the karate team. So I was coming from a little macho world. And... Book comes, sits me down finally, and Charmel's in the room, and he's like, all right, this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be a cross-dresser. You're going to have one side of your face in makeup. You're going to have one side regular. Your hair's going to be braided. He's like, we're going all pink. And he was like, you're going to be like new modern Adrian Streets. And he was like, go look up Adrian Streets. So I go from, like, just all excited to, like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> uh, and, and it was one of those things. And I tell people this all the time. Of, you have to take opportunities. You have to run with them. And you have to just, you have to go with it. And I knew my limitations. I wasn't a big guy. I wasn't going to be some big macho, beat everybody up guy. So I needed something to make me stand out. And I knew that going in. So we start going, we go with it. The first night, uh, AJ Styles is at the first show that I'm doing the gimmick in. So I'm like full makeup. At this point, it started half and half. And then it was like, we did half. And then the book comes in. He's like, do the other half. So then it's like full drag, full makeup, hair permed up and crazy primped up. It was insane. I'm in a dress, and I'm just like, and I'm going to go out in front of like 2,000 people. She packed right. out the show, and I'm just freaking out. So, and right before that, AJ walks in, walks in the locker room, sees me, and he's like, this is Texas. And then he just walks out, <laughs> and I'm like, what have I got myself into? And then uh, it was his first time coming to reality wrestling. So we do the match. And uh, and it went amazing. It was like one of the biggest things afterwards. Like the some people came up to Booker afterwards. He's like, "Hey, can we meet the guy that was doing the the, the dress and everything?" And Book was just shocked as I was. He was like, "Wow, this really got over tonight." Uh, so it kind of became a featured thing on the show. Like I was doing all the name guys. So anytime a guy like a name would come in, I'd work them. And so I was actually it became a really fortunate thing because I don't think I would have gotten those opportunities just being Kevin. Uh, but you know, it, it, that it's a cool, you know this it, it's funny because I'm gonna bring concept to this is that we can I continue to watch independent wrestling more and more and more 
and I continue to get more and more exposed to people like um, Edith and Surreal, like somebody that is challenges my thought process that I was taught as a kid that was backwards thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It challenges my thought process, and I, I really feel like that's what this art form is for. That's what this is for, is to challenge that. And it's for me to really look at it and go, what, what is wrong? There's, there's absolutely nothing. And that's the hardest part. It, it, and I'm just going to call it what it is. It, it's just bigotry that I was raised to, you know, it was uh, gay this. You know, I don't want to say the F-A-G word. Like, it was, it was that. It was this is gay. It was all the time. So... You know, even at 45, to watch these this next generation come up and be as open-minded and caring and passionate about not just sharing, like, pro wrestling, but themselves in that art form is tremendous, dude. So you don't, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for actually being willing to do that. You know, and I got a lot of help. I will say, like, there was, um, because you get in wrestling at that time, it was a very, very macho, you know, this is 2006, and... It was still very macho, still very, you know, all the guys that were there were the, you know, in the big times were, you know, it was all the undertakers and JBLs and this and that. But the thing I got the most credit and the most kind of advice and everything was on Boogeyman was down here uh, training. And we had a lot of the names here at the time, you know, it was a lot of the WWE guys. And Boogie kind of sat me down. So you could tell when it, I first was doing it, I was still uncomfortable. Like I was still trying to find it because it's just so out of my personality. And I had to kind of find that and tap into it. And to be, you have to go 100% into it. You can't, if you half-ass it, if I would have half-assed it, I would have done the gimmick for a minute. I would have done some matches. It wouldn't have gotten over because I would have half-assed it. And then instead of thinking like, all right, I just won't do a really good job of this. And then I can go back to being me. I just wouldn't have been on the card anymore. It would have right. been it failed. So it wouldn't have been like a, hey, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe we'll just do something else with it. Because a lot of times you just are gone. So Yeah, and you treated, but you did treat it with care, and you cared about that character. You genuinely did. Like, I remember seeing you, because we got to go to a couple, I don't know, I don't think we did an ROW show. I think he just did the signing that weekend, if I remember right. But we definitely went to a couple of the indie shows that you guys were on. And, like, you could tell you cared about that character, and you could tell the fans... Um, I don't want to say bought into that character, but the fans also cared about that character, whether it was as a baby or as a heel. So yeah, I, I, it was really funny because I originally it was a heel because we thought like, hey, it just play right. that was going to be a heel. But really quickly, because it was entertaining, because as long as something's entertaining, people don't care. Right. I, I've come to learn that if it's entertaining, you're not doing it in a negative or derogatory way, and you're just yep. being entertaining. No matter what your character is, if it's entertaining and you want, they'll they'll buy into it and they'll enjoy. So, I mean, you were listening to the boss before he was the boss, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and he, again, had that same mentality. People don't realize that, like, Triple H and those guys, everybody thinks they just like body guys because you always hear those, those stories. But really, they want characters, and they want people that can be entertaining. And Triple H was a huge Adrian Streets fan, so when he saw somebody, and he realized, just like he's doing now with NXT, that, hey, Sometimes if somebody's not a big guy, maybe they're a small guy, they're skinny, fat, whatever, they're going to need something to make them different and make them stand out. And a lot of times a good thought-out character can can do that. And people think Triple H just loves big bodies. And he really doesn't. Like, I, it's funny, but everybody would have thought that for so long. But look at what he's doing with NXT. I mean, it's not just body guys. It's not just – there's people of all shapes, sizes, everything. So it was cool, just like people think William Regal just loves – 
British amateur wrestling and British wrestling and all he likes is character work. That's, so it's uh, he loves he loves August Gray. Yeah, yeah. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. You had to bring him up, huh? We've brought up August Gray every episode since I mean he's from this area, so Oh right on. Nice. Uh, are you for like do you watch the current product? Do I watch it? Um I do well, I mean I have to kinda of keep up with a little bit, but uh I don't watch it as much as I should right now. It's just been be mostly all that it comes down to I'm doing so much reality wrestling and so many projects that I just don't have time a lot of times to sit and watch the full three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown and this and that. But I do keep up with it. I keep up a lot of times with um, through YouTube, through DVR, and just kind of like fast forwarding through segments, but kind of trying to keep up as much as I can. Uh, just some update on the projects, you know, and what they're doing. That's, I got one coming in from the from. We have a little chat going uh, on pretty much all of everywhere where we're going out live, which is like YouTube, Facebook. Uh, but uh, Mad Dog Matt Kelly wants to know, uh, "Hey Kevin, what's your favorite match that you produced?" And I think that's a pretty good question. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I guess from a from historical, from a sentimental, from a, that kind of standpoint, doing Booker's last match was a big one for me. Um. So I guess kind of he had two last matches. We had the full-on, full like, really last match. It was his last singles match with Rex Andrews. And just we never thought it was going to happen. Like, it was just such a uh, – we just did it. We talked about it. And then it was like a month, two later, he's like, all right, cool, let's do it. We're going to do it in a month. So it was just really last minute. It's like, all right, so now it's all this hype for it and all this stuff. And it really was on a whim. And just getting to produce that and getting to look at all the – screen. you know, I'm sitting there. By this point, Booker's like – best friend, father figure kind of stuff. Yeah. So getting to see him do that and do really well on it. And cause I know there's some nerves and some jitters of it was going to be great. And that was really, really cool. And then he just did one recently, which was fun, but I mean, it wasn't as, it was like a six man or five on five, which is a lot of fun, but again, it didn't quite have the same sentimental value just cause it wasn't like that. If this match, he was legit training for and getting ready for like, can I still do this? And then at the end of that bell, when it rang and he's, doing great and feeling it. You just have this good moment. Yeah. I think any professional wrestler until they're in the grave can do it. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy on any <sighs> level that you want to do it. It's People it's that, the hottest business to quit, isn't it? It really is. I, that's why I've always been so impressed. It, and and I don't like putting him over nonstop on podcasts because everybody expects me to just talk about Booker. <laughs> no, do it, do it, do it. Because yeah. he's, he's, I, uh, because this, this podcast is going to be titled Kevin Bernhardt from Book from Booker T's. It's gonna be Kevin Bernhardt, <laughs> Booker T's reality. I'm joking. No, I mean I get it. And, and but it's a it's one of those things I've always so impressed with him because he's one of those guys that was able to really see his business for what it was. And he wasn't trying to just live his glory days, do that kind of stuff. He really was like, All right, I did so much that I wanted to do. I'm really happy with my life and happy with the way everything's going. And he still gets to teach wrestling and be around wrestling. So he just doesn't normally have that itch, which is awesome because every other wrestler feels like does. And he just really is in this moment of the only reason he did the Rex match was he was trying to get Rex Andrew a contract, you know, at the time. And is he, that right? Yeah, that was the reason he did the match. It was, I want Rex to get seen. I know if I do a match with him, it'll be seen by millions of people and yeah. WB will watch it. And then well, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, and to Rex's credit, he kind of, after he did it, he got some offers and then he started his own business and it was, I can't do both of these. And Rex really decided, um, 
I need to do a family, you know, like he wanted to start a family. He wanted to do all that stuff. So it became that, but I mean, really Booker's only reason for that match was I want to get Rex Andrews noticed because I'm really proud of this kid. And so I'm going to go ahead and do what I said I wasn't going to do and have another match. Um, so yeah, that's normally, and that just goes back to Booker being Booker. He's that, doing it for the guys. Right. It wasn't for himself. It was for someone else. Yeah. We got it. We don't get a lot of guest questions from the chat typically, but we get a couple of rolling in. So I'm going to run through them. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time and why from Elvis Martinez? One of Elvis is a regular too. So oh, what's up Elvis? Uh, so favorite wrestler. I was such, I'm such a big fan. Uh, because that's where I started. Like I started in WCW, watching WCW. So Sting was the guy when I got into watching wrestling. So Sting is definitely on that list of greatest of all time, but the greatest of all time in my mind, no matter what, is Shawn Michaels. So it's Shawn Michaels and Sting are my two. If I'm going to watch anything, that's what I'm watching. You get that Texas relationship down there. Yeah. And Joe Salenza wants to know, who were the people that inspired you to get into wrestling? Was it, can I assume it was Booker T? No, no, <laughs> no, it really wasn't. Um, I was a big Booker fan uh, in WCW doing all this stuff and always really big about his work. And, and of course I love Booker. I mean, that was obviously, but for me, my biggest inspirations were the same. It was Shawn Michaels, you okay. know, thought he was amazing wrestler. And, and, and I know it's not always the most popular opinion now and everything, but uh, the reason I started watching wrestling was, well, there's two reasons was, it was the day after Hulk Hogan turned heel, and my best friend was over, and he said, hey, you got to watch this wrestling. You know, Monday night's on. you got to watch it. I never watched wrestling. Man, I'm so old. <laughs> but that was like it. You started watching. You've been in the wrestling business since you were 13 years old, and you started watching wrestling the day after Hulk Hogan turned heel. The day after he turned heel. And um, <sighs> Dinosaur, JP, is the word <laughs> you're referring to. Dinosaur. Yeah, I just I, – I it was just something that didn't come on. Like, we didn't watch a lot of TV. I grew up in the South. I grew up in Louisiana. And it was just outside all day. So we just really didn't watch a lot of TV when I was younger, younger. And my friend was over and he's like, you got to turn TV on. You got to turn wrestling on. And the first match I ever saw was Rey Mysterio and uh, Dean Malenko. Oh, that's a good first match to see. And I was a martial arts guy. Like I started when I was in kindergarten. By this point, I was doing it. So to me, wrestling was a real life martial arts, like live action karate fight. You know, you got guys kicking, flipping, doing stuff, and I turned WCW on. To me, it's just it's a karate fight, you know. So I'm thinking this is the greatest. Thing. And then Hogan comes out. I think it was like maybe the next cuts this crazy promo, and I'm hooked. So, That's... so really, no. Hogan's thing, Shawn Michaels are kind of the what got me because once I then flipped the WWF at the time and saw Shawn for the first time, it was blown away like this wrestling. Now, Mike Farrell, who Mike hosts uh, Chaos Theory podcast, who they're, they're great. They're, he's out of Texas. Right. Uh, I think he's a little further south than you, but he wants to know if you guys have a relationship, any type of relationship with Mission Pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of our people are on Mission Pro. Uh, and I went down there and helped with one of the shows because um, Thunder's doing her stuff. And Thunder's been here a ton of times. She comes yeah. training down here. Um, and yeah, yeah. Thunder, Thunder's amazing. Uh, Thunder yeah. Rose. How- how genuine of a person that, like, I mean, everybody talks highly of her, but I mean, I guess that's my judge of people that are in this business to do the right thing is how much they give back. And that's all I hear about her. All she does. All I hear about her. Yeah. So, much of our, so many of our girls right now that are doing AEW are because of Thunder. She just, 
she, I mean, she just got in the company. She just got there. The first thing she did is she's hitting the office up being like, Hey, can I bring three girls with me? You know? And it's just, that's awesome. You know, maybe not to work or anything. She just, Hey, can I bring some girls with me? Uh, Hey, I've got a couple girls that I want to bring down. Is there any way they can get a shot? You know, she's just from the day one. And that's what I, she does. She's just a really good person. I Sounds like a Sarah Del Rey. The, yeah. You know, you're doing an indie show. If you're doing an independent show, you can kind of do that anytime. I think now with like, if you're getting booked on an AEW like that, now's the best time to do that there because there's really no fans, but they still have that little front row that's working. So you got somewhere to put them you got places to where put they're going to entice the show a little still. Yep. You got places to put them. You got stuff you can do. And they have so many spots on that AEW dark. Yeah. And now AEW, yes. is it evolution or revolution? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but anyways, yeah. the other AEW dark show, uh, and they've got so many spots. So it's a great way for them to test people out. So it's been, it's been great. And the thunder from the day I met her, she was just the nicest person in the world and just genuine come gives you a big hug and wants to talk about you and figure out how your day's going. And one of those kind of people. Now, Nick Haddix and his two sons want to know what's the one match that you could watch over and over again. Uh, and I've watched it over and over again. And I know it's, it's controversial on people's list of like, oh, it's great. Oh, it's awful. It's the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man match. I thought you were going to pick the same one as me. Yeah. And I uh, saw it. I saw it WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was Shawn and Taker. Yeah. Yeah. That one too. Those are, those are, no, the, uh, so I used to go to sleep at night a lot of times and I'd put that match on because I've seen it so many times that I could kind of go to sleep to it. Um, cause I used to sleep with my TV on when I was a kid. And then it got to the point of, I knew the match. I've been able to do it. So, uh, do you remember Gustavo Mendoza when you were down here? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I remember Gustavo. So me, Gustavo and Robbie used to do that match. Like as we used to like warm up kind of stuff. So we would actually like do the first like half of that match just by memorization. And cause it was right. their match too. So yeah, that, that'd be the match. I've seen that match probably a hundred times. Uh, but I'm going to answer this one for you. Bobby D. Robert Demore wants to know if you ever wrestled in Boston. I don't think you ever did, did you? I haven't been to Boston. I wanted so hard to get I, you guys up here. I've been up north. I've been all around, but I've never been to Boston. That's. I had a plan for you guys, getting you guys up here, and I just never was able to just get a couple of bookings here and a couple of bookings for you guys halfway, fill a car up, because you tell a group of wrestlers, and not all of them. There are people around here that'll be quick to jump in any car. Yeah. But you tell a group of wrestlers around here to jump in a car and drive to Texas, and they're going to be like, no, I need I need this and this and this. If I had said that to you back then, you would have been like, sure, I'm going to load up Gustavo, Robbie, and whoever else you can put in that car. Everyone splits gas, and you all get your paydays once you're up here. You get enough bookings and it pays for itself. Yeah, you know, and that goes to a lot of who, a lot of guys who make it, who don't, and, and there's different groups of guys. Mentality. But I will say, for the and moment, I'm not crapping on anyone because some of my friends well, are up here. Yeah, you know, but um, and there's guys that I've met everywhere around the country that will do that. One of the things with Texas wrestlers, I will say though, and the ones that are making it and doing really well, is Texas is big, and you have to drive a lot. You know, so it's already a you're very used to jumping in and driving six, seven, eight hours pretty regularly. And not getting out of the state yet. And not getting out of the state. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a Texas company, so you take a booking. And then when you afterward, you realize, oh, man, this is eight hours away. <laughs> you know? So it, it's kind of just one of those. You, you were a little more used to some of those drives. But also, 
it's just a mentality of certain groups. And I know there's certain groups in New York, there's certain groups in Florida, you know, it's always that, but our right. always big of, you know, just going and working. Cause if you work for Booker at that time and now, like you're expected to work, you're expected yeah. like put in some hours. It's not like come to the gym when you can afford it or when you want to, it's, Hey, you're going to be here two or three days a week. You're going to be grinding for those two or three days. Yes. And because of that, a lot of the guys that are here are very dedicated. So they're willing to say, yep, most of them get jobs just so they can wrestle. Like they get jobs yeah. because like they'll find a job and it says like, hey, you got to work weekends. Well, I can't work weekends because I have shows. Or, hey, I got this good paying job. They want to offer me, but I can't, but I have to work every night. It's like, well, I got to practice at night. So then they'll find another job right. that they can work days. So no one the viewer. Yeah, I was just gonna say like I can't do weekends and I also can't do Tuesdays or Thursday nights. It's it's rough, man. But you know that's one of the things we tell people right when they sign up for the school or sign up. We're like, hey, right. realize that like don't go find yourself a job where you you know if you move all the way down here and we got people that do it. They move all the way down no. here and then they take a job where they have to work every night. I'm like, well, why are you here? Because you can't train. So, no, I it, have a it, question for you, J- and I want to go JP? back a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. But before you ask this question. Uh, do we need to pay bills today, or or is that later? Yeah, we will in a minute. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just, just no. I'm doing Kevin's job right now, so go ahead. <laughs> now, you had said, and this that I thought of this then, and I just didn't ask it. And I don't like you went to a great school. Like, I'll say this: I've been in a lot of wrestling schools. I've been in a lot of buildings, and none of them had a full like world's gym type of setup in them, except for Booker's. Yeah. Like, you guys had all the exercise equipment you wanted, and you had access to... There was enough pieces for you all to be working out at the same time. And it was incredible. Like I took pictures and showed some of the schools here and be like, why aren't you doing this? Um, but did you consider, because I know Shawn Michaels has had the school down there with Rude Boy for Rudy uh, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Did you consider that before going to Booker's, and what made you go to, what made you go to Reality Wrestling over that? So, yeah, I started originally, there was a, so kind of the way I got in and started was I was doing martial arts, like I said, and I did a, we had a competition team that traveled around and did um, all the little, they just like, we did little stuff in flea markets and this and that, trying to get people to sign up for karate and to show them what karate is and break boards and this kind of stuff. And I did one at a wrestling show. And so I got to be in a wrestling ring and do it. And I went and talked to the promoter and was just like, hey, how do you do this? And he told me about it and this and that. And he wanted to get some really young guys started. So they were like, really, there was like four of us that were really young. He's like, by the time you're 18, you'll kind of already have a leg up and be able to do stuff. So I started at a school that was behind the original school. It was a restaurant. And then behind it was the storage unit. And the ring could legit just fit in the storage unit. And that was like how I started. So started from the one end. And then I was, Sean only really ran that school um for about a year and a half and then it went to rudy boy yeah and, and who did great like i actually i'm good friends with rudy you know rudy, yeah i like rudy a lot yeah no rudy's a great guy um and and then it would have been 2005 that um we heard an ad on the radio one of my friends did and it was like booker t's school grand opening this and that and i'd actually already wrestled at rudy's company um, okay cool but i'd done some shows at rudy and because he was running the twa events and stuff like that and in that point like he kind of not doing as much with the school i mean he's still like running the school everything but it was just again a ring a setup i had already had that i had a ring and set up somewhere at my you know 10 minutes from my house so 
when Booker uh, commercial aired for Booker's school, it was going to grand opening that weekend or whatever. Uh, we jumped in the car. We called, you know, I got a phone call. Actually, I'll take that back. I got a phone call from one of the guys. He was like, hey, we've got a tryout tonight at Booker T's school at seven o'clock. And I'm like out of the beach. And I'm just like, he's, and it's like probably four o'clock at this point. We're, we live an hour from Houston. And so he's like, come pick me up and we're going to drive there. So the guy didn't have a car. So he's like, come pick me up. We're leaving at seven or we're leaving at six to be there at seven for a trial. I didn't know Booker had a school yet because it hasn't opened yet. It was the right. opening weekend. So that's kind of how it, it was all whirlwind. It was very, okay. it was, um, and I always tell people to your friends or who's going to like, well, who you're around is going to dictate a lot of where you go in life and what, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you straight up that, so we went and did the tryout. Uh, Booker kicked a lot of people out because he didn't want old people like that have had their own stories and been around forever and already set in their ways. And it's like, there was a lot of guys there that had been around Texas wrestling forever. And, and I say older, but they were like 30, you know? So I mean, it was yeah. old people, but it was like guys that had been around for 10 years and already kind of made it or done some little work. And Booker wanted young, hungry guys that weren't set in their own old ways and didn't have their old stories and bring their old negativity towards wrestling. He wanted a young group of guys. And we did the tryout. He said, you know, right, you guys are good. Um, I'll train you. And then he brought us in the office and he's like, hey, it's going to be $1,000 down. It's going to be, you know, two fifty dollars yeah. but the old prices were. And, <laughs> and it was just one of these kind of shocks. And I'm thinking to myself, like, because the two friends that I went with don't have any money. You know, and I didn't have much money. And so I just said, like, okay, well, I guess we're not doing this. Like, that was my my mindset. I was like, as we were leaving, I was like, man, that was fun. This really sucks. I wish I could have done it. But, like, I know we're not doing this. So I just kind of was like, thank you, Booker. Appreciate it. Yada, yada, yada. Walk out. As soon as I sit in the car, uh, my friend's like, man, I can't wait to come back. Man, I, you know, like, are y'all ready for – we can start Monday, right? And in my mind, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's start Monday. Because I was going into it ready to be like, not this was stupid because I was in that old mindset. And again, it goes back to the old mindset. It used to be, if you've been trained, if you'd gone to a wrestling school in the old days, then you didn't need to get retrained. Like you can go to another school and just kind of wrestle, or you can go to other shows and do it. You didn't have to go and like retrain. And that was just the old mentality. And it, it was just, and it was bad mentality because the way I got taught it the other way is college. If you go to, a, if you go to Harvard, and go for two years, and then you want to go to Yale, you still have to pay for Yale. Right. Uh, you don't just because you can't say, like, well, I graduated Harvard. I should be able to come here for two more years and get more training and more lessons. So. It doesn't work that way. But we do. I'm going to take a quick break right here, guys. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Provide a podcast with a flat rate for ad space head, so you always know how much you're going to get you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today, become a member, and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast, The Irish Whip, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right. So now, you went from, you made a big jump. Like you said, there was a, a brief period when you went from the Kelly Kevin character to being you know kevin bernhardt or just kevin again um what how come the change was it just to do something different um yeah it was just kind of one of those i uh i was doing it for a while i was doing the kelly gimmick for a long time 
And I just kind of felt stale in it. And it was doing really well. And a little bit was just like I was trying. It kind of just morphed. And it was a very gradual thing. Like it was just a because I was going all out with everything. And it was like super over the top makeup. It was, you know, all these outfits, all this stuff. And then I'll go do some indie shows and they were like, hey, because uh, we do some town. They're like, hey, can you tone it down? Or, hey, can you do this or that? You know, for certain companies and different things. So I would do a little, not do quite as many, you know, ha-ha spots, you know, grabbing butts, this and that. You know, like, right. you know, they just want you to wrestle. They want to, you know, I'm like, it's fine. I can wrestle too, you know. So I'd do that. And then I kind of started just getting some re- more regular gear. But I still had all the pink. I still did all stuff. So even when I was just kind of still Kelly Kevin, you know, as name value, but it was like, I started toning down certain things. Um, the more we started doing uh, TV kind of tapings of things, it was like, all right, well, this station might not want over the top, you know, stuff. So I kind of would gauge it depending on where I was at. And kind okay. of so, you know, I'd still on the weekends, you know, if I was doing some show that was doing well, I'd go full out. And there'd be other ones where I knew we were doing a, Sunday morning TV taping for some little small towns. It's like, all right, they're not going to want, you know, full drag queen, you know, makeup and everything. So it's like, all right, just kind of be more of Kevin. Uh, so it's kind of just shifted around. Uh, no. Yeah. And you jumped from that into, did you go right from that into doing the production end of things? Yeah. Uh, and so was that always a passion? It, it, it was. It was always something that I did. It, I never thought it was something I was going to do. Uh, okay. I was in school and my, growing up, I would, when I would do an indie show, I'd try and have somebody film the match and I would just make a highlight video. So I'd show my friends or put it on Facebook or MySpace or whatever, maybe, uh, you know, and I would do that. And then eventually we weren't doing much of any cause Booker just doesn't know and didn't know internet and this and that and how to do all that stuff. So there was like nothing for a long time. It was really frustrating for the wrestlers. Because we'd be doing all these huge shows and nobody hear about them, you know, people in the business, you know, or in that little bubble because we weren't putting stuff on Facebook or MySpace or we'd have a good website. And so I'd ask Booker if I could, you know, but everything was filmed. We filmed everything, but it was just nothing was going out. And, you know, we'd watch it for our own use so we could film study and things like that. I asked Booker one day, you know, hey, we don't have any commercials for these events. Can I film you? just saying, you know, hey, this is Booker T coming to blah, 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 this Saturday, whatever. So I did that, put those together, and he liked them. And then slowly, and then I was like, hey, can I put together a highlight video for the next upcoming show? And I would do that. And then it, it kind of just snowballed, you know, it kind of slow, I say snowballed, it very slowly, gradually went from there and doing that for a couple of years. And then eventually we were, things were rough and we weren't doing great because we kind of refocused. Booker, left WWE. He went to TNA for a while. He moved yep. to California for a little while to do some acting stuff. He was just burnt out about wrestling and still doing TNA, but he was, and I kind of started, he put a little trust in me to just help out with things while he was gone and things were going a little slower. And we had talked about shutting down, you know, it was like, Hey, things aren't graduating the way we wanted to and getting as big as we want. And I asked him, I was like, okay, can we do something to try something else? You know, because we haven't done like full episodes. We've never tried to do like a YouTube series or anything. Like, let's try this and see if it works. If not, then yes, we can close up shop and go somewhere, you know, try something else. And it kicked off. As soon as we did one, it really blew up and started doing really well. And the shows were awful. Like, this is my first time editing shows. So I go back and look at them now and they're just the worst. 
But, but you're your own worst critic. You're always going to be your own worst yeah. critic, too. But it was bad. No. <laughs> but it was, we did that. And then it kind of, it got bigger and bigger. And then we started doing TV. We got the local TV production. You know, I think it was uh, the Cube versus the local channel here in Houston. Yeah. And then we went to the CW network and started getting local affiliates there. And it was when we were doing the CW that I was still wrestling. But at this point, too, I was also agenting. So I was helping put together the matches for people. I was helping guys with the times. I was calling the camera guys. while, And then I'm also putting together my match and having to do my matches and put together my stuff. And I'm just running just raw. And I'm thin. And I'm just stretched out everywhere. And me and Booker eventually sat and talked one night. And he could just see I was just getting burnt out. And he was like, look, you need to make a decision. Like, do you want to be a wrestler? And you can, you know, you might make, you know, you can, you can do it. He's like, I'm, he was very honest with me. Like, you know, this is also guys are still, this is 2012, 2013. So it's before AEW where like the smaller guys are really making it. And, and even in WWE, a lot of the guys are still a little bigger. And, but even at that, like I was a good worker and yeah. a wrestler and I was an entertainer. But I mean, I, I did my tryouts. I was very fortunate to get to a lot of stuff like that. And I didn't get picked up. And I could have done it for another five, six, seven years of really trying and maybe who knows what would happen. And Book was like, or you can really focus on production. You can do that till you're 70. You know, like you can be in this nice. world for a long time. And he was like, it's, it's really up to you. And I kind of sat and thought about it and decided long-term path career. Um, production and now here you are you know how many years later and you just produced how much of it did you produce of what's going to be on a and e uh no i'm going to tease it before we tell them what it is but you got something coming up on a and e i i help more with uh you know getting location stuff um being it i think i got some cameo work on it of being on some of the shots and stuff and things through booker's stuff because helped with uh booker's documentary that's coming on A&E and then also the hidden treasures uh, stuff yeah. for A&E. Oh, so they're going to do it by book is going to be one of the biographies they're doing yeah. too. I didn't know that. I knew it was going to be one of the uh, hidden treasures. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one of the hidden treasures. Uh, he's on a lot of the hidden treasure stuff, which we helped out with, you know, um, I think that's, that's, that's the cool part for me is like pro, pro wrestling. If you think about it for us is old, right? Like the, JP's talking about when you started watching wrestling as opposed to when we started watching wrestling. Yeah. Is Hulk Hogan was still wearing yellow tights and had the belt when I started for the record. Oh, right. There was no color knob. It was just black and white. <laughs> <laughs> there was, it was like a clicker too. It actually clicked. Right. Yeah. JP? Yeah. So you started, that's the difference is there was no clicker. You watched it on cable. I didn't have cable. I, mine was a rabbit air antennas when I started watching. That's how, that's age it like that. Start getting old, start feeling. <laughs> I how much, man, I am. So, so how much you're talking about producing in in the production? It's it's that's a high stress job, right? I mean, that's just kind of a high stress thing. You're you're always planning, right? Is there anything in your life that you don't plan? Like, is that your escape? Like, I want to go to vacation and I don't want to plan shit, so you plan it for me. Just tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, I uh which is funny because I'm not a planner, like in my natural life, you know, of, I wasn't before this. Uh, now you have to be planning everything and doing stuff, but, um, no, I just, it's a stressful job. It definitely is. But at the same time, I tell people all the time, like, I love my job. 
like I wouldn't do it. Like if I could pick any job, if I could tell my 12 year old self, like, Hey, this is what you're going to be doing one day. Like I never believed it because I get to have met all my heroes. And luckily in meeting all your heroes, there haven't been many I didn't like, you know, so many times they say, don't meet your heroes and all that stuff. But man, everybody's been so great to me and it's been a really good thing. So I, it's a super stressful job. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It's a lot of long nights, but at the end of the day, it's wrestling and it's something that I love doing. So editing wrestling all night is still working on wrestling, you know, planning wrestling matches and planning out guys angles and working with talent all night till four o'clock in the morning. Some talent calling me, asking me some random questions. I can't sleep at night. Uh, it's still wrestling. It's still talking to your friends and talking to your peers about the business and about something they can do. So though it takes up and drives girlfriends and, you know, all that kind of stuff and family crazy that I'm working all the time. And there's always a phone call coming in or to me, I would have my friend call me anyways, just to want to talk shop about wrestling. So it's doing it, but doing it in a productive way. So I, um, I don't mind it too much, but I also know why, you know, Bruce has had six heart attacks, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a right. great job. Uh, which by the way, I, you know, shout out to Bruce. He's the guy that, probably taught me more about production than anybody in the world. Cause he was down here for about five years before going back to WWE. And wow. yeah, he was done at reality wrestling and uh, cause he lived here in, you know, about 10 minutes away from the gym. So uh, yeah, he's the guy that helped me learn how to, you know, how to deal with talent, how to produce, how to do So Booker taught me the wrestling side. Bruce taught me the, the TV side. I guess uh, that was going to be my question is who, who have you, like you talk, it's always, this is a question. This is always fun for me because every time we have somebody on, they always talk about it. They get the phone calls. You're willing to talk to this. If you can't say it, don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't, but like, who's your phone call? Like, who are you calling? Bruce, uh, Bruce or Booker. Those are my two. Um, and I, and I will say again, I'll give him credit. Uh, even though it's a little harder right now, cause that man never sleeps anymore. Uh, right. never seen anybody that works harder than Pritchard, but, uh, you know, it just has more hours and go having to go. But uh, somehow, you know, for the grace or whatever, like if I call him or if I send him a text, I'll normally get a text back being like 20 minutes. And then I'll 20 minutes later, I'll get a call. You know, he's got to get out of whatever he's doing or do whatever. But, uh, yeah, he's he's been a life. He's been my lifeline for, just, um, hey, I don't know what to do about this. Or, hey, I've got, you know, what do you think about this? Or, um, you know, especially more before going back to full-time WWE. Like now I – just out of respect and everything, I really try not to bug him because I'm like, that dude is nonstop between the podcast and the events and everything else he's got to deal with. And just right. he's, uh, dealing, he's dealing with a million pieces of talent. So, you know, Booker is my always going to be my go to. Uh, I talk to him like three or four times a day normally, you know, just something small. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my, my guys from a personal standpoint, not name kind of people. Uh, Ryan Davidson is a guy that's down here that is always kind of my, um, he's my, Hey, I need like real advice. Like right. I might be overthinking this or I need somebody to tell me like, am I being ridiculous or whatever? And like, we'll always be straight with me. Um, he's that guy for me. Uh, just that's, known- what, that's what we use the podcast for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. No, no, the reason I ask that is because I think that's one of the most valuable things right now is like it's it. If you don't have a mentor, I, I mean, find yourself one. 
Like yeah. make some goals. And I guess the other question is, is like, do you, have you picked yours yet? Do you have a protege? Have you grabbed one? Have you like hand selected that next one that you're, you're passing this stuff on to? Yeah. Um, so I have a few people that, because with the school and everything, one of my biggest goals, and, and it was really hard. This is a, something that was a really, really rough thing for the company and everything a few years ago that we had some negativity at the company. We had some people around that were just always negative or people that were in charge of some stuff too, that were people just didn't want to be around or, you know, it was always complaining or whatever. So we had a really big shakeup a few years back to where it was, you know, some of these guys have been friends of mine for 10 years, you know, and I kind of had to be the one to call and, you know, Hey, look, we either need you to be on this side of it or we need you to leave, you know, and if it can't change your attitude in certain ways, like I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And a lot of guys had to leave uh, because we try and keep reality wrestling a very positive place and a very family mm-hmm. place and like have everybody together. Cause we're all going through this, <laughs> you know, we're all working hard and we want people to succeed. Like when one of the guys, if you see on reality wrestling, if you see any of the guys on social media, like everybody's hyping up other people. Like it's, most people, when you see their social media, it's like about them. You know, it's all about what they're doing and it's everything. If you go to Mysterious Q's social media, you're going to see a bunch of stuff on Will all day doing his first AEW show this weekend. And it's going to be, man, I'm so proud of this guy, you know, this and that, and blah, 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 you know, and that's kind of how we try and do things here because wrestling's hard enough as it is. You don't need a lot of just negative and, and bad vibes. So my goal in all of this, and I've told students here, normally it's once they're kind of like actual students, like not just started training because there's too many of those to really get connected to because they might be gone in a month. But the ones that like really start going, I mean, I'm open 24 hours a day for these guys. I legit, they call me for everything. They sit down. If they want to sit down and talk for five hours at the gym and go over their personal lives, I'll sit and talk to them, you know, and because I I want people to succeed. That's my goal. How many, well, what percentage of your best friends, and obviously you're going to have best friends from before wrestling, but what percentage of your best friends, like your actual, like, every days because i know who a few of them are and you've you've named a few of them already like how many of them came out of wrestling um, now i mean i've yeah. got, got like two friends that i, I mean i've got you know of course you got friends that you don't really talk to that much but you went to high school with or this or that but i mean the people that i talk to daily the people that i was in rex andrew's wedding last week um you know, it was one of his groomsmen. I was in Gustavo's wedding. Uh, you know, I, yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking of when I'm. I was down there, and you guys were all inseparable. It was, and, and it's a big group. And you, so, Robbie, Yule, I think was the other big kid's yeah, name. Yeah, Yule. He's he's still uh, um, you know, remedy he's, now, right? Isn't he remedy or something? Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, Gustavo, mysterious Q. I think had yeah. just started up. Yeah, oh, he, I know. I he, saw Mysterious Q down there, and it's funny because about a month ago, I saw his poster on a. Uh, I saw his face on a poster up here. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in the Northeast. Yeah, he's doing great, uh, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we really do. And now you could probably add twenty more people to that list of people that I, yeah. you know, really try and make a connection with, and try and, you know, you not- guys can, or at least back then, you guys could drink. <laughs> Uh, we, we put some down. Uh, we definitely, uh, but again, that, that was part of, you know, we're, we're bonding. Yes, so it was, it was yes absolutely. Around, uh, you know, we're all getting a little older now and, you know, not partying quite as hard, but, uh, but we try and not, it's not saying from the partying side, but we also encourage, and this is one of the things that like the students here, 
some of my best friends, these people that I have lifelong connections with, are the guys that I started my tra- not started my training with, but I went through a bulk of my training with, and I was kind of at the same level as them, because there's always the guys that were above you, that you know you looked up to, but you weren't like hanging out with them on the weekends and stuff like that. Uh, so I tell my students now and Booker student, you know, students here, there's so much of, uh, <laughs> look guys, these are the guys you're going to go through the stuff with. Like y'all should go out together. Y'all should go to the movie together. Y'all need to like call each other and, you know, try and, cause y'all have to go through this together. And if you want to make it, you need a group, you need a core group of guys. So I'm, uh, but drinking was part of it. <laughs> that Yeah, no. And that's the thing is like, cause you guys all worked hard because that weekend, I'm going to run through it. We had a breakdown the ring uh, at the school because it was rented out for the Ring of Honor show that was upstairs from where the Legends thing was running. So we had to break that down, set that up, do security at the at the Legends show, fix the ring upstairs when it broke during, when Eddie Edwards, diehard, uh, broke it during the Ring of Honor show. It took a Boston guy to break the Texas ring. Uh, you know, like there was a lot and then break the ring down at the end and set it back up at the school. There was a lot going on in, you know, that short period of time. And that was, every, and then there was the after party. And then there was the after party. That was, uh, that was every, and the thing is that goes back to the hard work kind of thing and that, and the team building and look, it's same with like military. I've always heard that kind of stuff of when you go through some shit with some people, uh, you military. It Josh's. Former Marine, yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. My brother's my brother's a Marine, so or former Marine. So um, yeah. Well, I guess once a Marine, always a Marine. But we, like, we, it just changes you. It changes you in a way that you can't describe, and that's you know, I just appreciate it because you you respect the freedom that you get and the freedom that you can lose in an instant. It's true, man. And it's so true. By the way, Kevin, I'm going to throw the invitation out there now. Mm-hmm. We're redoing WrestleMania 25 yeah, next get, year. I'll be there. Uh so we'll be down there. I'll be there, brother. And there'll be a group, so we're going to have – I know, you know, I don't drink as much as I did back then either, but we'll definitely throw one or two back. We'll have some. Yeah, it was – but that was what I was saying, too, with the that part of it is our normal schedule, and we did every two weeks, we did shows, I think it was at the time, and it was – we had a storage unit, so we had to take a U-Haul to a storage unit at 5 a.m. We picked up that we had to load the storage unit or load the ring into the ring truck, drive to the show – set it up, set up all the lights, set everything up, do the show, then tear it all down, drive it back to a storage unit or drive it back to the school, put it back up. And so we would know we'd start our day at like 5 a.m. and we'd normally get done around 2 a.m. Like that was a show day. And, you know, that was with wrestling and everything else. And then it was, all right, let's go grab a drink after this because then we're tired. You know, like everybody's beating everybody's. But you have these moments with these people where you're just like you're dragging. You're, it's hard and you're exhausted and you're miserable sometimes or you have a bad match or whatever may happen. So you have these moments with these people, uh, especially the ones that decide they're going to do that. Cause some people would scatter off or do something, you know, and, and you also made a bigger bond with people that were willing to do it because you kind of, I don't say resented, but you were like, man, I can't believe that guy didn't show back up. You know, like it was a, so the guys that were really in there together, you did have a very tight bond with because you went through some hard, hard, hard nights and some long drives. And when you do that a lot, you, um, you make bonds. And that's what this business should be about. I think that's exactly. the cool part. And, and JP, before we spin the wheel, like this is, we had this conversation the other night. It's like, you think of where like a John Moxley, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins are at right now, as opposed to where they started. And you know, those, you know, those guys did some, 
they, they did some rides. They did some hours. They did a lot of stuff to get to where they were just able to be where they're at now. So yeah, I, that grind is, is amazing. And man, just everything that the dedication, even that you put into it, everything that you do for reality wrestling, I get the chance to watch it on fight. Like it's one of those things on fight that I, it's free. So go watch it. Like literally go watch reality wrestling. Um, it's another one of those Texas alternatives that I call them that I forget about because I'm stuck in the Northeast so much. Um, all mine's like a, a, always my, you're my, in the damn Midwest. I'm not, you know what not Midwest. I'm in, Mon- I'm in Montana. How is that what? Midwest? That's that is North like West. almost Whatever. Canada. That's I Canada. suck at geography, <laughs> but like Josh's problem is Josh is stuck watching wrestling on a screen all the time because all there's time. nothing up there for a show. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. That's rough, man. Yeah. And, and we're all stuck in our bubbles. We had that but, conversation last night at the gym of, we don't realize too, like how small our bubbles are sometimes. And we get really oh, yeah. thinking like we're getting noticed or thinking like all these people see you, but you don't realize that like the Northeast has their stuff. They watch the South has its stuff. They watch even today when everything's global, you still, cause that's what's getting, cause that's who your friends are on social media as well. So like, and you see what your friends post a lot. So if most of your friends are wrestlers at this kind of world and they're sharing all that stuff, algorithms with social media and stuff like that's, what's going to pop up yeah. on your page. So we do kind of get trapped in our own bubble sometimes. No, we have a couple of things that we have to do. I want to make a couple of, I want you to stay with us because I want the last thing we do is for you to put over all your stuff, the Twitter, Facebook and dates and all that. Uh, guys, uh, Josh, are we starting that next week? Thursdays? Yes, sir. Uh, so next week, instead of Fridays, it's going to be Thursdays. It's not Free Fig Friday. It's Free Fig Day from here on out. Uh, and that's going to be at 7.05. And then starting at 8.05, it's XFL Extreme. And that's going to be a brand-new podcast hosted by me and Josh, uh, all about the XFL and probably football in general, knowing us we're going to spew off. I'll have to talk about the Patriots and how I hate Tom Brady right now. I love him uh, but, right now. I love Tom Brady because you hate him. <laughs> I love Tom Brady. It will be mostly about the XFL and the news coming up with that. Uh, you'll be able to find that in all the same places you find this. It'll be out on Wrestling News Source. It'll be on um, We'll be on Full XFL Press Newsroom. Coverage. Yeah, we'll be on XFL Newsroom. We'll be on Full Press Coverage. Uh, also uh, available, I think, on Wrestling News Source. And yes. Like, we just have global guys lined up. I have guys that have been in the Canadian Football League. I have scouts that actually work in the NFL. Um, they're going to help us out. So it's going to be a good time. And it's something that we kind of put on hold uh, to take uh, a break and, and really focus on this during the COVID era. We got it exactly where we want it, um, which is <laughs> within just a 20 us minute conversation. With, yeah. It's just us having a good time with really cool people, Kevin. And like, we got this stuff to do. I appreciate you being part of this and our announcement and uh, hanging out with us. But JP, let's take care of our stuff so we can talk yes. shop here. 50 names on the wheel right now. Wow. 50 names 50 names i'm shuffling them up you guys you know, i already shuffled them a little i'm gonna shuffle them a little hey, more. when you sh- did you share the screen yet yes i can't how come i can't see it uh hang on it's on the screen oh i got you i'm just blind okay it's that big yellow wheel in the middle of the screen there oh there it is with all the names on it sorry my bad <laughs> let me make my screen bigger <laughs> There it is. Hang on one second. Kevin, so you you don't know. What we do every week is people that retweet, we pin a tweet every week, and it's a picture of an action figure. Um, People retweet that and leave a comment, and uh, we give away the figure. We just Yeah, we give them away. uh, We haven't given away any AEW figs because I'm too selfish in that manner. 
it's um sorry i know it i don't care i don't give a sh- i'm a collector i don't care they suffocate in the plastic that's where they belong <laughs> suffocated action figures belong in the plastic my, it's funny before i collected figures i used to tease you telling you to let them breathe and now i'm like nope hey, i was gonna ask line you are open what do i do with this thing now what's that it's that big iconics like 18 by 500 picture that i bought oh i forgot to shut the music off it's more valuable now jp that's the answer i know that's a nice piece <laughs> your piece uh i'm really i didn't retweet this week this is gonna run on ted the sock no it's not oh you're gonna oh jp oh jp you win again jp you win the again JP. is that two weeks in a row for them no, that's that's Australia though. That's yes. an that's a, that's a good bill. <laughs> that's a good bill, to Australia. Yeah, that's all. That's this is my week. So, <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank we God make millions bill. of dollars while we do this podcast, so we can afford to send <laughs> action figures to, to Australia. Australia. Nah, they're good guys though. So now, Kevin. Where can people find you? What's coming up for dates? I mean, I know are you. Do you just produce? ROW at that point is that your main yeah your home main thing I do some freelance work here and there every once in a while you know like I've got a uh, title match wrestling which uh, is really oh, yeah. great runs it yeah uh, so I do a lot of his stuff too just because he's been over here at Reality Wrestling for years and uh, his name's Telly he's just the man he does so much wrestling he and, puts uh, out some great stuff on YouTube yeah he puts out amazing stuff so I'm actually doing one of his events on for Hurricane Pro I think it's on um, the first May first. Okay. Um, producing that one, and but our next uh, our next event is going to be actually this Sunday on our YouTube page, Reality Wrestling YouTube page. It's going to be a live stream. It's going to be an all day thing, so it starts at one p.m. our time, uh, Central Time. So and it'll be going probably till about eight or nine p.m. So it's a one night tournament. A lot of people. We got a lot of people. Uh, luckily, so many of our people right now are doing AEW. So uh, it's going to be a lot of people from AEW and uh, coming in and. A lot of the guys doing dark and extra and this and that. No, but it's it's really good talent. And you know the Gino Medinas, who's down at MLW now, started here, and so it's yeah. gonna be a really good show. It'll be uh, streaming live, so it'll be a live live thing. We're taking donations. Booker T's got the Booker T Fight for Kids Foundation. Yeah. So you know, gives out scholarships, backpacks, books, all that stuff to students here in the, you know the Houston area. So we'll be raising money for that this week. It'll be Sunday. That's, so, that's been going on for a long time too, because oh. that's what the Legends of Wrestling was for. Yep, so that's for. Yep. Because here's a Booker. When we got back to Boston, I get a message saying, "Hey, you know, Booker said he owes you guys a check." I said, "What do you mean? Like, I do a charity show. It's a charity show. You donate that money, you know, because that's a that's a good thing. And like, I understand why Booker does that because of where he came from. Yeah." You know, it's that's just, you why know. we've been podcasting and doing this for 15 years, JP, is because we don't take that stuff. Right. Yeah. No, but just it's, it. you, you got to do right by people. You got to yeah. care people. You got to do right by people and you got to give back. If you, if you're, yeah. if you're doing it yourself, you're, you're going to be miserable. You know, yeah. so you got to do this, you know, to give back. You got to help some people out along the way. So that's, that's the part of the Fight for the Kids Foundation. And so we'll be doing those events. Uh, we've got, uh, some announcements coming up, which you can't talk about quite yet. But I mean, I kind of put it out there. But it's we're gonna be doing some baseball stadium shows. Nice. Uh, yeah. So we hooked up. With Those them. are always fun. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. We've got AAA league here in, in Houston, and so we're gonna be doing stuff with them coming up in June. 
and then every few months because again covid you got to start spreading people out you got to start trying to find bigger things and so we worked out a good deal with them you guys are better at baseball down there than is our football so that's a good thing yeah we'll be all right uh so yeah but you can find me at uh kevin bernhardt i'm on facebook that's where i'm at mostly facebook and twitter uh, i do some instagram but mostly twitter and facebook so look up kevin bernhardt and you'll find me um but yeah that's been my biggest um and of course like you said we got the wwe uh treasure show and then the documentary coming up all yeah that's time. huge when you posted that i was like oh man like I, you know, I met you the one weekend, but we knew each other a little before that. You had done the show. Like, I consider you a friend at this point. It's been yeah. freaking so many years. Like, so when I see you doing things like that, and I know that's where your heart is now, I'm like, yes, like, that's you. That's your contract. Yeah. Yeah. You know and what I, I mean? I, I really made a decision years ago. And, you know, I kind of, I guess, wrap up on this, but I, um, it was one of those things of, I was kind of given those choices. I've been really fortunate, especially doing the production stuff. It was like, hey, what direction do you want to go? And my goal was, you know, like, do I want to go to WWE and be a intern or be a under, you know, just kind of a very disposable person, whatever, whatever. Or do you want to try and build something of your own and like make it yours and and do? And it's kind of the Von Erich thing. People are, you know, to me, what's your level of success? To me, like the Von Erichs were making great money. They were, you know, and again, I know in the tragedy and stuff, but I just use them as an example of they right. Were, oh, yeah. They were stars in their town. Everybody knew who they were. They didn't have to go like be worldwide phenomenons to be successful. In right. the to be they, they were their own machine. They didn't need a machine behind them. It, exactly. And to me, like when I was like, do I want to try and go that route and get the job doing the WWE stuff and just go? And it really didn't intrigue me much. Like, I know it's not my goal. My goal is like, hey, if I can help build something and be a, you know, a vital part of it. And it's something that I can not say be my own boss because, of course, me and Booker, you know, I got to answer to Booker. You know, I still got a boss. Right. But if I can be in charge of what I do and create something versus just be a spoke in the wheel and get thrown away one day, uh, that was my mo- my main goal. And now kind of starting to get to that point because I can kind of call some of my own shots and I can take what I want to take and do what I want to do. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. And I could probably make way more money going and taking that contract. But um, I'm happier doing this and that's kind of the, what's your level of, you know, success and happiness is my success. If I'm making a decent living and I get to be happy and that is it. help somebody too. And like right now, my goal for anybody watching this, go to reality wrestling, retweet one of the guys, do something like that because my 2021 goal had nothing to do with myself. My 2021 goal that I put out there for the world was I want more of my guys seen to be signed and to get opportunities. So my workload recently, which I've been really paying off, it's awesome because I got, you know, Will Allday and Alex Gracia and Allday is so good too. All these people, you know, I've been working with them nonstop, being like, "Hey, let's get them on AEW. Hey, let's get them a WWE trial. Let's get them on NWA. Let's get them, you know, just making those calls and helping them." I think Allday's worked a couple of shows up in Boston, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done a couple of the Beyond Wrestling shows. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing that. Uh, he just did his um, his AEW debut uh, last week. He did the other tapings this week. Uh, so yeah, he's just been killing it. He's been That's, all over. I'm gonna, now, if you, I'm going to say this, and I'll put this out there to you. You guys have anyone that you need, think either one needs exposure, two has anything to put out there, or three just needs practice talking to people. You know, we're not going to uh, trash anything. You know what I mean? I'll get them on here. 
Yeah, send them my way. Uh, also, Mike Farrell, who asked the question earlier, he hosts Chaos Theory Podcast. They're awesome, and he's out of that Texas area, so he's local with you guys. Yeah. Um, but, Kevin, thank you. Um, honestly, WrestleMania 25 was one of the best weekends of my life. <laughs> I had so much fun that weekend. Like, I remember, like, I don't remember what I did last weekend. Sure. So, I remember that entire weekend. Awesome. So... My goal is for do it. my goal is for WrestleMania 2022 for you not to remember shit. No, <laughs> uh, that'll be that's in the that's in the works. But uh, seriously, anything you guys have to publicize, we will go on and we will re- retweet in a lot of you guys uh, you. like over the next couple of days. So um, just let us know. And thank you. I know your class is waiting. What's class tonight? Yeah, we got class tonight. Um, they're in there. I got to actually Ryan Davidson. Hadn't been, he's been filming the show. He got back yesterday, so he's back there teaching right now in class. So uh, I'm going to go back there and help him out. All right. What, what is, what's the class again? So we what's do class, class? Uh, Monday, Friday. We have uh, reality wrestling, just training new guys. And uh, we've got tonight is a beginner's class. Okay. Cool. The new kids. So uh, Monday, oh, so that's... Friday is beginner's class. Tuesday, Thursday is advanced wrestlers. So beginner's ring is like the night off, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, beginner ring. There's doing roll. <laughs> you just tell them all to buy Tylenol because they're all going to have headaches in the morning for tomorrow. So yeah, there's. Yeah. <laughs> if it's anything like the boot, if it's anything like boot camp, you guys are making oh, no. them sweat and hate each other right now. They're, they're, they're sweating back there. Their ribs are going to be sore and their heads are going to be sore tomorrow. <laughs> but tell me, I'm wrong. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so Kevin, thank you so much, man. Thank um, you. I will talk to you later. I appreciate it. Yes. Have a good one. Guys, Kevin Bernhardt, check them. Reality of Wrestling is honestly a great product. Um, I don't put stuff out there I don't honestly enjoy. And those guys down there are all, like, seriously. Do you know all the, talents, all the talents walking, back, walking by him just messing with him right now? Like, just making <laughs> well, see, I was faces. Hoping if we held him, I was hoping if we held him, like, Booker would walk on. I know. <laughs> so I, I could tell. I don't have my phone, but I was like, you're, you're up to something. I, he was, like, getting a little fidgety, and I was like, No, doing? no, I was honestly, I was trying to watch the time for him because I knew he had the, I knew oh, he had the class. But I knew, guys, seriously, check him out. Uh, but this XFL thing that we're doing is going to be something special. It's going to be something. It's This is fun for me and Josh. Like, I love talking wrestling. I love when we get guys like Kevin on or yeah. Knuckles or it's just me and Josh or, you know, me, Josh, and Timber. What but exhausts this... us is talking about the pro wrestling on TV. What we love yes. is talking to people in the industry. That's what yes. makes this like, the podcast that everybody loves. way of putting it. I don't watch the television product. I watch pay-per-views at this point. Yeah, it's just, it's too much. There's a lot out there. And honestly, I'm more interested in watching the people that I wouldn't honestly support otherwise get to the next level. So when they're there and I'm old, like Rucker, I can retire and do whatever I want. What shirt? Oh, my God. So Timber's going to have that shirt now. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's awesome, dude. When I got that, I was like, oh, Josh is going to be so mad. That's okay. That'll be a good one. See, I'm looking at all this stuff that as a good sign now. So um, it's it's the basically. I mean, we're gonna break this into. There's nothing that we the XFL is gonna be fun. I mean, there's there's a Discord channel that we may share, may not with you guys. I don't know. It's it's pretty <laughs> no. brutal. Like these, we'll find another one. What I'm telling you right now is like <laughs> CFL fans do not like XFL fans. But like, there's a good zero. chance those two companies merge. They uh, here's what I know. And here's what I can tell you from the channel is that they have gone from um, 
not really, t- um, not really just plans, but talks into plans. So there's not just talks that are happening. There are plans that are happening at, at this point. It's really just a money thing. You it's know what's funny? If you, if you, I watched, um, much JP was on. it ball is on Showtime? Yes. On HBO, HBO with The right? Rock. And yeah. this is basically what's happening right now. Yeah. Let me give you this, JP, and this will be the XFL fun, okay? Can you just imagine, for instance, if um, the CFL decided to just play fun and um, not really sell the league, but do sell the league to somebody? Just or stupid. at least give rights to American teams. Uh, something like that. It's just and agree on the rules. I don't know. I mean, I, look I, at the I, American League and National League of Baseball. They're the same league. They're the same. It's both Major League Baseball, but they have slightly different rules. Exactly. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. And you may or may not get. That would be kind of cool, right? As opposed to the DH or not. You could change things. You could change right. overtime. You could change kickoff. You could change downs. You could you could do. There's so the many rock, options. So, so many options that are available right now. Science. Sorry. Everybody knows The Rock is an actor. Everybody knows The Rock is a wrestler. The Rock, before he was a wrestler, was a football player. Yeah. The Miami Hurricanes, not a small team, not a like, not a Division Four team. He went up in a the D1. CFL. He he, he was and he, he he tried out for the CFL team. Like he was up so, there. He knows he what knows he's doing. Football. It's it's funny for me to watch these uh, individuals that are a lot of times in these Discord channels that, that you can see down their there. entire day in there, dude. The, it's at XFL Extreme at XFL X T R E M E. That's the that's the Twitter for the um, XFL show that we'll be doing. Um, we'll have graphic graphics. We'll have information out there. Just uh, just follow us at Three Irish Boys. It'll be up. Um, we're looking yeah. to have a lot of fun. We already have two guests lined up. I don't want to say yes. the names here right now, but we've got some guests lined I up. And we've that. got some other bigger ones that are kind of in the line right now. But like anything, this is us. You know, the people rock. know people know who we are outside of. Does, does one podcast. of the does one of the name one of the guest names rhyme with the cock? No, it does not. The lock? No, I, I didn't realize what I was saying when I put the C in front. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell what the lock is cooking? No, no. There's no saying like that. No. Oh. So uh, as always, uh, I think we're done. Right? Can we That's call it? this? That's it. Yeah, we ran a little over tonight, uh, but that was just such a good conversation with Kevin. And like we spent 45 minutes on him as a wrestler, and that's he's done more as a producer than he has as a wrestler. So I know. I just I wanted, I wanted to, to make sure him. we hit on that. It's so hard to. How do you. Like, and I wanted an that Triple H story. Ah, dude. That, how cool is that? Like Triple H gave him his gimmick. And that I was DX Triple H. I think that's really cool that he was willing to. To go out on that limb, give some advice, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same thing. I think when you're in a situation like that, and everybody Triple H is always going to get a bad gig, man. But he is just one of us. Like he is just one of us. He, I mean, everybody forgets. Like Nash and Hall before we went to WCW, he broke it. He's the one that did this. He's paid the price. He's the one that was not the king of the ring that year, and why Stone Cold got it. So. And I think he's humbled himself enough, and I think he's still wild enough to understand that when he sees a kid, he knows. He knows when somebody's willing to do it or not. He knows what it takes. Like, if you're in an office, yeah. just like Kevin said, you know, it says, okay, it's going to be $1,000 down, 250 a month. 
and the and the kid that says I'll, I got it, I'll, I don't care what I'll do, I'll make I'll make the money in the next weekend. The kid that does that yeah. is the kid that you're going to do that with. So yeah, absolutely, man. I think if you want the information, you got to show that you want it. I, I think exhausted. We're yeah, check out yeah, check out reality of wrestling. Sorry, Josh. I know you got a lot going on at home. No, too. I no, I don't. I have three yarns. That's people taking three shots within a matter of probably five minutes so, right now. Uh reality of wrestling, check out Kevin Bernhardt everywhere. <laughs> like he said, retweet the young kids there. Like Rex Andrews is something special. Rex isn't a young kid anymore. He's been around for a couple of years. He's something special. He's something fun to watch. Um guys like Gustavo that he brought up is extremely fun. So just check them out, and if you see something that you like, retweet it. Like, and that's not just reality wrestling; that's all of these guys because they all need that. That's it. That includes us. We appreciate that you guys all retweet us every week. That's part of the reason we do that. So, Josh, no thanks again, man. It's always fun hanging out, especially with Kevin and um, Booker's. Always been kind of in the back with us, yeah. no matter what we've done or yeah. where it's at. It's. Uh, He's a grace in hand in a lot of things, and it's pretty cool to see him continue to be successful and, and pass on that knowledge and integrity to the next generation. And next week, remember, guys, Thursday, that'll go out. We'll send a tweet out, too, to remind people, but Thursday, 7.05. <sighs> be fun. Yeah.